Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Everybody to Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will get up and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Um, always remember this podcast is sponsored by the Pastor Assist Pod. Follow Callum, Jack, Doug and Carl as they talk basketball because they like basketball and it's there for your basketballing needs. So today's guest is a guy I've met a few years back. Um, we did a gig together and I'm pretty sure we're going to get onto that story. So as I'm a wrestling fan, without further ado, here we go. Please welcome to the show, Mike Fitzgerald. Mike Fitzgerald, everybody. How you doing, Mike? Howdy, everyone. What's going on? <laughs> How you been today? Um, I've been, to be honest, I've got a bit of a bug at the moment, a bit of a cold. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're not, it's not the Rona. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, if you don't hear from me in a week, you know what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll put this up as the Mike Fitzgerald tribute episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could write my eulogy and you know what someone expects you to play as well. At my funeral. Hey, you got to remember, like, <laughs> this was the thing. Be like famous last words. You had that, that iconic story, really, wouldn't you? Like, with people be like, he said this before his death. He's predicted his own death. You know? To be fair, I'm sure people got bets on everything this year, so there must be someone out there with a bet on Mike going by November. <laughs> Right, it's just it's like you know the whole world. Uh, what's it? Deadpool thing, isn't it? Like you know we're like you know uh, yeah. bet, betting on it. <laughs> yeah. Are they doing the third one? Yeah, yeah, the MCU, uh, I think, are taking over it, what I've read and heard. Uh, I've, no. got, I've got, like, a... Uh, I always watch this guy on, like, Everything Always. Uh, it's his channel on YouTube. Because um, oh. at the end, he always goes, it's Everything Always. Always remember, woof, woof. And I think that's a great catchphrase. Woof, woof is a good catchphrase. So, you don't you don't hear people, do you? You hear dogs, but, you know, not not people. So that's the, the good thing about it. <laughs> I've got mutant dogs down for November, so we'll see what happens. Well, you know, hopefully. <laughs> if you get bitten by a radioactive dog, you know, uh, and become dog man, <laughs> then uh, and you're walking around going, woof, woof, you know. <laughs> I, just, I just rinsed three seasons of a scene called Kippo and the World of Amazing Beasts. Man. It's like a cartoon, but it's yeah. really good. It's like Avatar level, sort of, it's not too serious, but it's really fun. Last Airbender uh, Avatar, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Not not the uh, the the James Cameron uh, Smurfs, all grown up. One. <laughs> Why did they use papyrus as the font? <laughs> <laughs> it still blows my mind to this day that you know I remember like you know it was it was, it was in like cinemas like six months like after it even been released on DVD as well. So just because like you got to see it at the cinema because not you know I remember seeing it going like, this film is boring. <laughs> well, yeah, isn't it? Uh, Fern Gully, basically, a remake of Fern Gully. My missus always gets really, um, she's like, this is the same thing. And But this is a true story. Here we go, story time. Mm-hmm. And I will not say the name of the person. Um, but I remember my assistant at the time <laughs> watched, yeah, watched Avatar. And she came in the next day full-on depressed because she didn't live in Avatar world. <laughs> and, and she was saying... But, but, but Mike, like, if you touch the flowers, they make noises and stuff, and this, this world's not as good. And I was just like, that's great, but what I'd like you to do... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, I've never seen it. I don't know 
I, I don't know what it's about. Um, it's weird. Um, it's basically. I remember this guy in like he's disabled from you know uh, downwards. Uh, and then he goes on a spaceship, I want to say, and he wakes up and they put him in this project where he has to go and basically uh, say hello to the, the Na'vi's, who are the, uh, the, the Avatar creatures. And then like um, he got further in like, one day, then like, the whole people got like from 20 years of doing it or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, um, then, like yeah, um, I, I can't really remember it. I've seen it once and it was, that was enough for me. How do we spell Na'vi? Because that sounds very much like Navvies, which my family came over and were. So this sounds like it's already against the Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. Did you have like an Irish upbringing or was it like, you know? Uh... Uh, yeah, no. no um, I was brought up by, because my dad was away quite a lot. So I was brought up by my mum and my nan. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were Scottish. So I, I like to think that I got, you know, a fair treatment, but also a strong one. Hey, you, you'd like live the dream there. You had like, you know, uh, so you, obviously you're an English man yourself and then you have like, you know, Scottish mum and a uh, Irish father, you know, basically you you, know, you must have been like drinking Iron Brew, you know, on a daily, you know, a bit, bit of Guinness there, you know. In your story, I've been to the Iron Brew factory. No way. Is it magical? Yeah. When I visited there, because we used to go up to Dundee mm-hmm. to visit my auntie Margaret, uh, bless her soul, she passed away recently. And um, and yeah, we, we went to the Iron Brew factory. It was, I, I mean, I can't remember too much of it because I was about seven, but I remember there was Iron Brew there. Was it Was it like, you know, uh, did it like put like Willy Wonka to shame? <laughs> um, no, nah, it was cold. <laughs> that sounds like Scotland for you. <laughs> well, the whole north. To be fair, the only thing that puts Willy Wonka to shame is, you know, girls from bed with a fake tan, but we'll leave that there. <laughs> Uh, you know, like in, in you know, Scotland. I <laughs> in Scotland, they don't know who's uh, what's it, fake town that's covered themselves in a bottle of iron brew, so you know, it's even better. Or just get some blue paint, whack it on yourself, get a kill on, you're fine. And then shout out freedom everywhere you go. Well, yeah, that's actually what you have to do to get into the iron brew factory. <laughs> uh, they're very keen on that. I remember once going to um, Florida, got in this cab. Uh, me and uh, my four friends and uh, the, the the taxi driver hasn't said anything like you know all the way through the ride and then he looks at me like 10 minutes into it and goes like are you from Scotland and like yes yes I am yep yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> um, take me take me to Boston um, and yeah I'll I'll put on an accent yeah. and I hope you're getting a drink <laughs> hello you wee bastard you know like <laughs> walking around doing that <laughs> <laughs> you wee Ben <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, does that when you went to WrestleMania? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was WrestleMania 33. Was that when you were performing for WrestleMania under under your guys under your under your lookalike? Who's my lookalike? It's definitely you. Um, Zach, what's his name? Um, does a little skank when he comes out? Sammy Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I wish I was that man. He's cool. <laughs> he, he does look a bit haggard though yeah. we, we can he, he can fix that I think it's his gimmick at the moment yeah yeah well I, I, you he's, know recently uh, I've like basically if you look there you go I've like, basically lost all my hair so uh, <laughs> hey, look look at us look, look how bad that is at the moment look at these two gingers on camera well you can't at home so have it <laughs> you know you wish you could <laughs> we'll screenshot it you know like 
Seth Green and Seth Rogen in the same in the same chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's been screenshotted for the world, so you know they they can be a part of the show. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> They've probably already turned off, to be honest, because they've heard my voice too much. They're like, no, we'll leave it there. You've got a beautiful uh, voice. I remember yeah. hearing your voice for the very first time, at the, you know, in the back garden of the Essex Arms, when Dan was there, like, oh, you know that gig I'm talking about, yeah? I was like, yeah, yeah, He goes, um, the other guy, Mike, he's outside. I was like, okay, sweet. And so, like, I've met you, and uh, we got the ball rolling. That's how we met. <laughs> how we did meet. And I remember when you were on stage, and I, I came on after, because somehow became compare. Because Dave was like, Mike, you need to go out and, you know, you do the banter sort of thing. And I've made this really, like, I thought it was like a really good thing. And I was like, after you'd finished playing, I was like, so everyone that now is in love with this guy, um, please stand on the right side. And everyone that, you know, is still learning, be on the left. And everyone just looked at me like, and I was thinking, you know, Chris Tucker, Rush Hour. That was going on my head. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's a really nice compliment to you because you'd absolutely killed it and we'd never heard you do it before. Yeah. And I just remember, like, just everyone staring at me and I was just like, oh, well, this hasn't worked at all. Mm. This hasn't gone well. Uh, I, I love the band that you were in. You had, like, uh, was it Simon on the band? Uh, you know, he just always seemed, like, so passionate. He's, he, to this day, I think he's living in Italy and he's got a... Uh, it's got a good little disturbed tribute band going, if I can remember. Simone, yeah. yeah what there we go. Spoke to me the other day actually, because um, I ended up playing a season rugby, so I had to give him a little message saying good luck, and he just replied with, "I don't think we need luck. We need another team." <laughs> <laughs> so you've got he a sense did, of humour. But it's it's uh, oh, he, he was he was such a legend. But um, yeah, no, but um, it's it's different over there. Like not to. We don't want to talk about the COVID, but um, mm. they're on their second wave now, so they're all back in lockdown, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. And we will be soon. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise uh, me. Here's my COVID. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheer you up. Go on. Then. Okay, so, D, my beautiful fiance, um, got COVID. Oh, wow. Um, and it was it was bad. Like, she couldn't say two, more than two words without coughing. It is really difficult, and because she has epilepsy, because she couldn't sleep, it triggered her. Mm-hmm. So, it, what's weird, and and now we laugh at it, but what's weird is they won't come in to your house, so you have to dump them on the doorstep, yeah. and then the ambulance essentially kidnap them, sort of like Dick Dastardly style. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she didn't have a phone, so I had this little like bag of things that I wanted her to have like you know fresh clothes and you know phone stuff so I spent the next four days cutting my own hair and shaving in different moustaches and beards (laughs) in hope that I might be able to sneak in (laughs) (laughs) and it got it got to like the fourth day and I was like at the emergency exit sort of thinking I can I can can definitely peg it in there I'll get through and this, this poor just went we know it's you you're about 100 kilos and six foot three. We know who you are. And I had this massive Hulk Hogan mustache. <laughs> this awful mullet cut. Um, by this point, because I started shaving the sides. And, and and I was just like, well, I've got to try and get in. Uh, there's, there's something I've got to do, or at least get it to her. 
And uh, yeah, and then when she came round and she came home, um, she just looked at me and went, what the fuck have you done with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it started off with like the Triple H look. Yep. Then it's a James Hetfield look. And then by the end of it, I just sat with these thick, horrible handlebar mustache <laughs> and, and, and a bandana, you know, on the wrong way round because I don't know how to use a bandana. And, and uh, yeah, they must be thinking, this guy's a lunatic. We, mm. we, we need to actually get him in somewhere and get him sorted out. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, another crackhead's walked in again, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just me just sort of limping around like, oh, hello. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, but, no, she had it. She's, she's all over it now. She's all well, everyone, just so you know. Um, but, yeah, scary times, man. Yeah, man, like... I, 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 you know, uh, it's one of them things. Like, I remember uh, my old man went to um, Australia at the start of the year, and then like on the way back, he stopped off in Singapore for like uh, a couple of hours for like a layover. And uh, what happened with me is uh, they 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 basically <laughs> come back and um, like um, work said like, oh, is any does anyone know if you got any relatives who went to any of these countries? Where went? Well, my dad like you know just basically he went through Singapore on the way back from Australia. And they gave that literally as soon as they heard that, someone ran up the stairs, gave me a laptop, and went, go home for, for two weeks. And they're like, all right, <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> laptop didn't work at all for like a week and a half, so I'm just sitting there like doing nothing at home apart from watching the Goldbergs. And <laughs> <laughs> on the plus side, they don't know what you do, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they it wasn't working. They don't know what you get up to when you're actually in the office. Exactly. It's, it's, that, it's that dream job where no one can really explain what you're doing, but they don't know if they need you or not, so they can't get rid of you. <laughs> uh, it was funny because I was actually teaching new people how to do the job at the time, so they're probably thinking, oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is like you know one of my first days, and this guy's been kicked out already just for his dad coming back from Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what happened to Matt? Um, yeah, he's gone now. What? <laughs> first thing I did, I went downstairs and asked my boss. I went, is, "Is this real? You know, is this actually happening?" Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Just like, went, "All right, see you later. See you in two weeks." And uh, <laughs> went home for two weeks. So you still are you back in the office now? Uh, yeah, there's about us and about uh, ten other, well, about ten other people from our uh, like area. And then we have a few people upstairs as well who like more higher kind of job roles. So, yeah, we're, we're doing our thing. <laughs> oh, you just got to crack on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone else's laptop in at home, so they yeah, they're doing their, you know, it's working out. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 all I know about laptoping is I've, I'm now learning to be an internet person. Mm-hmm. I'm learning about all these programs that I can't explain or describe that have things, but as of... You know, about two weeks ago, I became a, a full-on internet employee, <laughs> um, which is so weird because um, it's I'm now officially the man hippo. That's a, that's a good title role. So uh... in in the pod, I'm the man hippo in the pod. Yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, no. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad that you're still doing things. I think a lot of people are struggling at the moment, and. Um, it's nice to know that you're still cracking on. Yeah, of course. You know, like, it's been, it's been hard for everyone. Like, even even I, you know, even touched on a bit of depression in, you know, the, the middle of uh, the, uh, what's it called, the, the, the pandemic. So, uh, 
But, you know, recently, you know, doing this and other things, you know, I've just kind of perked up really recently. Like, it's just there, like, yeah, man up kind of thing, you know. But, you know, day, everyone's going to, you know, go for a different way, really, aren't they? I don't know. I mean, anyone that said they've not gone through something um, with this year is, is just lying to themselves. Hmm. I, I think the key thing is, especially from this this, this cast, is, I think that's what we call them, um, it's just the fact that everyone needs to accept each other more get on with things and be nice to each other yeah yeah agreed like it, it's still mind blowing to this day I think I've said it on a few times on it, these, these things saying like 2020 like who, who would have like ever thought <laughs> that we, we'd be in this kind of situation you know yeah yeah like it's 2020 minute we are that's all I can really say yeah I, I just think people need to forgive themselves they need to you know just accept the fact that they would have gone through things they're not happy with mm. and it's like um how do I put it? it's like um fitness training people say they're fat they're not fat they just have fat mm. and it's the same thing in your brain you've just got extra stuff going on that you're not used to or you didn't expect to happen and it just takes you know a little bit of chill time but I think forgiveness is the key thing everyone needs to give themselves you could be a very good motivational speaker. You do realise this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no. Um, but uh, no, but I mean, that's the thing. Look. It's just, forgive yourself. You're just chemicals. You're just electrodes in your brain or whatever. Mm. You just need to understand that, you know, it's good. It's fine. And, I'd, you know, you'd rather go through something and learn from it than not. Yeah, sounds about right. So, so you're doing fine. You're doing fine, man. Yeah. So I've, I've been through it, and we've all been through it. Hmm. And, and, and to say anyone out there that's saying they haven't, they just haven't accepted anything. Yeah. yeah. You know what? They can always reach out to me. You know, you can talk about it. You know, you know that. You know, at the end of the day, same time, I don't really want to promote someone. You know, being really down about life and things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, people can. You know, talking about it. You know, it does work. Like. Because in the end day, you know that someone's there and somebody wants to listen to you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, let's say, we don't want to bring you down on the whole thing, but yeah. uh, <laughs> me. if anyone wants to have a chat, you know, just drop me a message. And, you know, I, I do tend to bring out the sort of deeper conversations from people, so I do apologise. <laughs> you know. But yeah, if anyone out there wants to talk, do it. Don't, don't wait for National Whatever Day. Just proper message yeah we're both here for you <laughs> exactly yep. you've got two lovely ginger men that will look after you we're rare and we're a dying species apparently so uh well saying that ed sheeran's kind of helped us out there like you know say what you want about ed personally i think he's our god because of uh let's say you know um before he was around i wasn't really getting noticed by any ladies but then you know <laughs> like the fact of the matter is he's come along and you know I've kind of done a lot better with my love life you know so um, thank you Ed <laughs> Air 5 <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is like when I was and this is how old I am when I was at school the the, the rule was that we'd run out of oil by 2012 mm -hmm. and that there'd only be ginger people by 2020 because apparently we were like because it's a dominant gene to yeah. be ginger and they were like, no, that's it. Ginger's going to take over. Where's our world? I know, right? One day. Planet of the Ginger's. Yeah. 
I'll give it about like you know uh, <laughs> well like the way I said that story hopefully in about 10 years you know we'll be taking over <laughs> but I think global warming would hit a new high so we'll probably get burnt out by then as well so you know we're going to end up like the uh, Morlocks from uh, <laughs> Wells. We'll just be underneath the ground, just hiding while all the daywalkers can bowl around, just sort of enjoying themselves. <laughs> oh, you want some grapes? I'll bring you some grapes up, but make sure it's dawn, alright? I can't come up earlier than that. Ed, can you make us a secret nuclear bunker kind of thing? <laughs> just imagine that! If he released the single and it was like a call to arms, well not a call to arms, but a call to hide for all us gingers. <laughs> he covers what runs to the hills, but you know, by uh, Iron Maiden, but like things about being underground, you know. <laughs> I think we could, we could be able to say there. When your skin can't take sun like it used to before. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Ed makes that song, then you know what? Uh, <laughs> he owes you a bit that money. Yeah. Shouldn't have said it to be fair because that's that's down for December on the old uh, on the old Deadpool. Um, Ed Sheeran releases a song for Ginger's hiding from the sun. Um. Oh man! Did, did you have a good upbringing being Ginger? Was it you know was it fun with people trying to take the piss out of you at any point? Well, my hair wasn't too Ginger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only when I started growing a beard that yeah. people started, to, and it was a weird one because. Ginger people wouldn't accept me as ginger, mm-hmm. but people who weren't ginger were like, you're a ginger. So I was in this weird sort of like middle ground where I was just like, well, what am I? The, like the in-between ginger club. Yeah, so I'm not accepted by the gingers, right. and I'm not accepted by the people that aren't ginger. I've, I've accepted you, and I, I want to say I'm vice president, you know, Ed's first, you know, and then... Uh... <laughs> so, Thank you, Thank you. I appreciate that. It's all right. Now, and uh, yeah, and, and then like you, you learn weird terms like Titian. Did you know Titian's a hair colour? I didn't even know that existed. So yeah, so basically I was told I was Titian, which is not quite ginger, mm-hmm. but not quite brown. And with strokes of black in your hair when I had it. And uh, I was just like, how do you have so many terms to talk about my hair colour? <laughs> like, it's like strawberry blonde. Just, just accept your ginger. <laughs> um, electric copper, I think you'll find. Uh, <laughs> we had a guy at work basically saying, not ginger, it's African sunset. That sounds so romantic, though. It I does, like that. It? I do, I do like that. Yeah. You just start using it like, you know, uh, like, hey, D, you want to try to stroke my African sunset beard? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's interesting for a Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> and all I do is the thing is, like, because I'm in this new band, and I just look at all their hair, and I'm like, you, how are you my age and still have all your hair? <laughs> and, and I look like Dara O'Brien. <laughs> like, like Dave. Dave has gorgeous long hair now. He's grown it out to a little man bun thing. You remember Dave? The I guitar. remember Dave, yeah. 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 And I'm just looking at him like, I, I probably should have ended you with that horseshoe. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. I need to explain the horseshoe. Please tell I? everyone the story. Okay. So, um, I've got a garden and we had this game that was padded horseshoes. Like, they were metal horseshoes, but they had, like, sort of foam around them. And the idea is you whacked it around the stick and it 
roll down and then it would be a point for you. Kind of like balls, I think is they call it, but like that. And so, so yeah, Dave, he was, this is going to be the wedding speech, by the way. Um, so Dave, Dave was, <laughs> randomly went, but you can't get me or something like that. I mean, I was like 10. I don't know. My memory's not that good. And so I just lost the horseshoe <laughs> and it smacked him straight in the back of the head. Oh, he hit the floor hard. And I was just like, and this is the worst thing because I'm quite a logical thinker and practical in the right times. The rest of my life's a mess. I'm total chaos. <laughs> I just thought I need to hide this dead body from my mum. <laughs> so... So I just grabbed his legs and pulled him behind a hedge so he wasn't visible from the house. <laughs> oh man, he must be knocked out sometime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he was. St- I just, I just grabbed him and thought. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I'm really worried about his health. I was thinking, I don't want to get in trouble with mum. Mm-hmm. Because I'll meet her friend the thigh slap, and so I just dragged him there, and uh, he's still not forgiving me to this day, because he still thinks I'm like Dexter in disguise, <laughs> and I can't be near him with shrink wrap or anything because he'll just run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, Louise! I my my room is really neat, or like cause I'm in like a man cave loft thing at the moment. If I come round and it's really neat, if he comes round, it's really neat. He looks at me like, "What are you planning?" <laughs> oh man you're in that band with him the baby blues and you, you got to play the Armisham Arms which is a really fun gig to play great sound as well mm. amazing play that runs that yeah I just remember because like you know we went from you know having Paul's gig you know on like using the old school uh, like you know sound machine to this guy using an iPad in the uh, <laughs> Armisham Arms they're like hmm. you need to you need to stop calling Paul an old school sound machine <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that Paul if you're listening I'm sorry that man offered to buy me a guitar once did he? yeah because basically I lost uh, the the battery holder for um, my uh, blue guitar and uh, <laughs> I was there like oh fuck I've lost it and he was there going but Matthew that's a really good guitar it's, you know, it's got a good sound on it I'm there like yeah, no, you know, no, I tried emailing the website. They said they didn't have it any more of them. So basically, the next time I went to the Essex Arms, which is probably a week later, went to the Seax bar. And at the back, somehow the cleaner had just swept it to the back, like swept it to the back, the little battery holders, and that like, success <laughs> just went home. Oh. Put it in, you know. True, true story. Yep. <laughs> true story here. Um, and shout out to Mike and Ben. Love you guys, absolute heroes and legends. Yeah, um, absolute boys. <laughs> I once left my tailor in there in a case. Oh yeah. <laughs> so my two thousand pound guitar, I left it there, and I turned up the next day, and they still had it because they spotted me. <laughs> I mean, I remember I was walking everywhere. I was like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh, this is really bad." And obviously, it'd been a heavy one because mm-hmm. that actually said bring this stuff um, before we played um, this weird buffalo vodka I don't know what it's it's from Poland mm-hmm. um, and it was just a nightmare yeah like every time we drank it someone left the band 
Someone lost something. Dubrovka, that's what it's called. And uh, it's got like the grass in it. Okay, yep. I think I've had that yeah. before. Oh, a little bison <laughs> on it, I think. That's the one, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, every time we drank that, the band will break up. Or someone would someone would just flip out at two in the morning. That stuff's dangerous. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but you need to watch that. <laughs> God. Fair enough. Tell, tell us how the, the the Sophie gig even come around, man. Like you know, it, it had such a good little lineup. It was like you know, us, the Robes. Uh, yeah. Oh, who was the other band called? Well, yeah. So we had you, us, the Robes, and oh, what were they called? I think Dan set them up, didn't he? Yeah, but no, it was that was. It just came around because Dan, you know, the barman. Mm-hmm said he wanted to do something with Sophie so we went okay let's, let's do something let's be honest when I was living in Brentwood we spent 90% of our time in there anyway yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I mean me and Ed actually used to have a thing where we'd tell our partners uh, yeah I just need to get you know the little hardware store the sort of random bric-a-brac place at, next to the chicken shop right oh, by this yeah the Emporium <laughs> so we used to like exactly the Emporium so it's like text up said Oh, I need to buy some light bulbs. And then we just meet and go to the Essex Arms instead. <laughs> and not actually buy any light bulbs. <laughs> and just sit in there for two hours without... Uh, oh, hang on. He's just moved back to Brentwood, so I don't want to get him in trouble. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what would happen. I remember that day where it was, it was Christmas Day, in fact, and uh, you, you, uh, you snuck out from... Uh... Uh, your, your place because you were meant to be doing uni work and you were like you want to get a picture Mike and you were like no I can't be any pictures <laughs> you know oh, you know that was that was the worst because <laughs> I finished a degree in four days and I hadn't done any work before then so I, I remember having to tell my partner at the time um, yeah, I can't come to have Christmas with you because I've got until January 1st to get this finished yeah and I spent my day <laughs> with a 30 pack of strongbows well I didn't drink them all obviously and a rustler's burger for my Christmas lunch <laughs> that's what dreams are made of I, I, I was just yeah so I came down and saw you and, and your dad and that and I was just like ah people to talk to and I remember they, they kicked us all out at like one didn't they uh, it's usually like, it's 12 till 2 so basically yeah. yeah we always have the uh, we call it what so you have like that first drink where you're drinking it calm and you're like, oh shit, we're half hour through. Get it, better get some more in. And then the last hour we call the power hour, where you just gotta literally go for it. Like, I think my record is probably about eight beers in, <laughs> in like two hours. <laughs> it's just a Ben staring at you, like. The funniest story I've ever got about that place on Christmas Day: me, my brother, uh, my best friend Callum, uh, my dad. And I think my uh, and our, our family friend Rob went down, and uh, what happened was there was this uh, like we were sitting there just drinking. Like usually we we have the the corner where you have next to the toilets, but this time we were over the other side. And this is before Mike and Ben were there. It was with uh, Phil and Sharon, and um, we were sitting there. And this old fella's just basically uh, come in. He sat down on the table. And he's got a beer, and he he just fell asleep. And we're just there like 
fuck, he's old. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then the end, uh, what happened was, like, Phil had to come along and wake the guy up. And, uh, you know what I mean? Come on, it's causing time. And he just basically left his whole drink. He's just basically sat there, like, with a whole drink, like, but never touched the beer at all. He might have had a sip, I'm not going to lie. But, um, and then he just kind of got up and left. And then, like, Phil's reaction was the exact same of ours. He was there, like, Oh, I got really worried there. I thought I had to call the cleaners in on Christmas Day. (laughs) 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 My brother, like, you know, when you get get a few beers, he's like, yeah, I thought you were fucking dead, too, yeah. (laughs) Hang on, if you were there before Mike and Ben, you must have been about 16. I am 29 now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm 29 now. Um, I think think about two years after. I think I think I was probably. I know it was when I turned 21. That's when they basically. Uh, I was 20 going to 21. They came in and basically refurbed it, and then like on my 21st, the day before, I remember. Uh, I shouldn't really remember because I was meant to be absolutely paralytic. But no, um, <laughs> me, my dad, my brother. My cousin and my uncle went down. Um, there's a notorious story here where my brother come up to my uncle and my dad and went, here you go, got you a shot each, you know. And this is the day when that naughty chili vodka was around. Do you remember that? Oh, why did they make that? Did you ever have it in the Essex Arms? No, I had it in uh, Secrets in Romford. Some girl bought me one hmm. and she thought it was really funny. And I was just like, I'd never had chili in my life before. Yeah. And I was on fire. And then she was like, oh, do you want to go out on a date? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was some of the, uh, is that like the start of negging? I don't know. It's like burn burn the bright pale pink boy. I think I think uh, she's basically trying to see if you can handle your chili because she's obviously like a chili girl or something. Uh, That's probably what it was. I still can't. So, uh but to, to this day, that's like the hottest thing I've ever had. Like, you know, I'll, finish this story then I'll go into the one about me doing it uh, and like so my dad's done it and so's he uh, my uncle and like <laughs> my dad's like oh <laughs> you know being, being Bob and everything and then you had uh, my uncle going like just ran straight to the toilet and he was in there for probably a good 20 minutes we thought he almost like was dead in there basically <laughs> because of like he couldn't handle the heat and then like in the end I think we had to get him home <laughs> and like my dad and my brother stayed there <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but yeah, like um, my story is, um, we we were on a work. Uh, me, Hatch, and a few others were on a uh, night out, and uh, uh, they they sa- they said, uh, "Good old Hatch," <laughs> and they said, "Oh yeah, we got this new stuff in. It's chili vodka. You should try some." And I, yeah, all right then. So we we've all got one each. I've done it and just got. Fuck me, that is hot. Give me another beer. <laughs> just like pulling out a beer, going. Well, I'm going. Ooh, down in my other. <laughs> Half a pint or wherever it was. Um, Hatch, to be fair, like he he was a trooper. He stood there like just drinking his beer like normal after doing it. But our two mates, Danny and Paul, ran out of the pub, never to be seen again that night. <laughs> Why did they make it though? Like whose idea was it to say? I tell you what, we need. We need an alcoholic beverage that's going to rip your mouth out. That's that's what we need. And uh, as such, uh, because tequila is not bad enough for everyone. Let's oh, make some God, yeah. chili vodka. And uh, just make sure everyone's night's ruined because someone's going to go my round, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
Back then they used to have those little plastic shot glasses, different yep. colours, neon ones. And they'd, they'd be looking at their pink one and pulling it backwards. And then they'd push all the green ones towards you. And you'd be like, oh, okay, I have one. And then it always ended badly. <laughs> My God. How do I never learn the trick? I don't really know how we've gone on about the place, the Amish Imams. <laughs> to, to, to talking about chili vodka. But welcome to the world of digression um, and essentially what I bring to people's lives, which is no structure, no no fluidity. It just it just happens. Just embrace it. Sounds about right. <laughs> Man, like, well, because we, we touched on you growing up, you, you know, basically you had like, uh, obviously, um, you, you, you say that you basically your dad worked away. So basically your mum and your nan uh, raised you. Uh, you got any yeah. brother and sisters? You said you had a sister earlier. Uh, no, no, I, I've got an older brother. Ah, okay. Um, and he's he's an absolute legend. He's everything that I wish I could be: um, temperance, humility, stability, self control. He's he's got it all going on. Um, he looks like James Hetfield. Um, so that makes it double good because <laughs> he does a really good yeah here. Uh, to the point, actually, where we were at Reading Festival, remember yeah. this, and uh, everyone thought he was James Hetfield and started handing him free beers. <laughs> so, so we sent him out to, uh, he basically went, oh, I'm going to go get a beer and came back with like an armful of cans, like, here we go, there you go. And then, and then he had a chess off with people, so he set up a chess board at Reading Festival, as you do. Mm-hmm. And he had a queue of people waiting to play him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to go and see the band. And then I was like, oh, but in me, you're on. So I'm all right. Um, Wow, shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should support them, really. They're from Romford. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, he just sat there for half the day playing chess with people. But but, you know, he's great. He's, um, he lives in um, a place called, um, well, Six Mile Bottom. So that sounds like a very interesting place. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you go over there, and I mean, it's stunning. It's just outside Cambridge, a new market. And it's very weird going to a barbecue, and then you look up, and there's a kite in the sky. And I don't mean like the ones that you hold with string. This thing's just hovering above your head, waiting for you to try and get a sausage. And then that's when it's in the swoop. So you sort of sit there eating really like cautiously, going, uh, "I do want some lunch, all right." But yeah, no. So yeah, no. So that's what he does. He he works for the council, and he's a great guy, lovely guy, like absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, I'm very blessed. I've got some really good friends, and I've got a very tight knit community. And yeah, so and I think that's key. It's just I know I'm annoying, and I declare my love very early. Um, but they've all accepted that, and yeah, it's good. It's good for you. No, nothing, nothing good's going to come from not sharing affection. Hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm Marmite, and some people don't like me. I find that um, hard to believe, but yeah. Well, sometimes I say wrong things, and some people like. I think, as like I said earlier, forgiveness is key. And hmm. uh, sometimes people just don't understand it came out wrong, and. You know, I, I had all the best intentions in mind and then it didn't quite come out as I thought it would. <laughs> Turns out I'm not an award-winning author. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm no J.K. Rowling, um, and I'm no Shakespeare, but uh, at least I haven't made up words like Shakespeare did. Made them up, didn't he? Yeah. Well, you don't want to be J.K. Rowling anyway at the moment. The things that, you know, obviously she she said and done, so, you know. Uh... Oh, absolutely not. No, yeah. um, I mean, I missed all that because, to be honest, I don't really get involved in Twitter and stuff but yeah no it's, it's not, you know at the end of the day I don't I don't care what anyone thinks they are hmm. as long as they do themselves of course apart from serial killers because I do think motivational speaks and stuff isn't good because you can take anything anyone says over a waterfall and then put a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer and you'll be like mm, suddenly be yourself break the rules okay and you're like Maybe we shouldn't be saying that to everyone. <laughs> you do, yeah, you do have a good like friendship, like you know, uh, like I've, I've met a few of them. They've always been cool to me. I remember, uh, I think we did a Christmas gig uh, once, and um, I don't remember the story. I remember you, you, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you sorted out the the bill, or whatever, and uh, you uh, put. Uh, I was on before you, uh, then you, your band at the time was uh, the Baby Blues. And yep. um, I remember you going like, "Yeah, I just put you on early because I knew you'd get an encore, so you know uh, <laughs> the time would go, you know, oh. a lot better." And yeah, then, you like, got to know the best seller when you see one. <laughs> uh, I think that was the M and D one, actually, wasn't it? I think that was the M and D one where we did it for my uncle's charity. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, that, but that man, it's, it's it's so nice to have these memories, though. We, we're very lucky. Yeah. We're very lucky. Um. You know, yeah, because it seems like forever ago. I mean, what was that, seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Man. How, how long? Wee... Go on. I was a wee band back then. Yeah. <laughs> like, with that... my, little, with my little waistcoat that I used to wear. Oh, man, you know. <laughs> You rocked it, you know, like you're very, especially like these days, like you see you or like you know, on the town or whatever, you know, repping the uh, the island uh, rugby shirt and like you know, uh, you're very uh, patriotic there, you know, uh, on that one. I am, I am indeed, I am indeed. Um, well, it's, it's just, it, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Like, um, no, I, I think it's important we touch upon this because people will be thinking, but you live in England, why, and you don't sound Irish, but that's because when dad came over, you didn't want to have an accent. It was one of those things. It, they, they had those signs that we don't need to talk about in the windows. But um, but yeah, no, so I, I feel like I, this is why I love the UK is because it's a boiling pot of everything. Like everyone's welcome. Everyone's okay to be what they want to be. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I think, you know, no other country in, in the world is so accepting of everything. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's bad sides to it. But I just think that um, that's why I love it here, just because, you know, technically I'm a first generation immigrant. Hmm. And, then, you know, and yeah, every now and then you're in the street. I mean, the only thing I've ever had that was an issue with people trying to pick on me for no reason, well, I mean, there's been a few times, but um, was when I had a top line like David Beckham and he got kicked out of the World Cup and I got chased down the street in Hornchurch. <laughs> Because obviously I'm David Beckham in their heads, <laughs> so they thought they'd give me a good hiding. <laughs> when realistically, I was obsessed with Miyamoto Masashi and wanted to be a samurai. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably the only time I've ever felt like in real crazy danger or anything. But uh, yeah, you weren't even an Irish. Yeah, no. 
Well, yeah, I was like, come on, Robbie Keane's still playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Kansner went back to France and then got people being angry at him for flying kicking a fan in the head. Oh, um, yeah. Have you seen the Lego version of that? No. no a, it's someone's not. recreated in Lego form of him, like doing the kung fu kick on the uh, fan. <laughs> back, back when they were tough. Yeah, none of this about business. Yeah. If you didn't like a fan, you just go fly kicking. Absolutely. LeBron's jumping on people all the time. He does it on purpose, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. But no, yeah, so, so, so no, no I, I'm very blessed. I had a really good upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I've been lucky to live in a very varied world. You know, um, my first assistant role was in East Ham, and I went to Harlow, then I went to Stratford. And, you know, I've learned about the world, and I think, you know, I'm lucky, really. And I met lovely people like you. And it's because just was happy to walk over and say, hello. You know, it, it, I think that's something we can all learn from. It's just the ability to sort of look. At the end of the day, if someone says I want to talk to you, don't talk to them. Yeah. And it, you know, if you just share some love, share a bit of friendship, then it'd be made to what happens. Of course, yeah. yeah. Man, like that's, that's well profound. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me add in it at the end, just so. Uh... <laughs> yeah, bruv. <laughs> Get me fam, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Did you always grow up in Brentwood then? Or was it like, you know, um, you, you like was it Harrowwood, Rock Romford, or where, whereabouts? Uh, um, Upminster. Upminster, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so when Dad came over from Ireland, mm-hmm. it was, he was, <laughs> so I don't know why they did this. Um, so six lads come over from Ireland with, mm-hmm. the, with the parents. And for some reason, they thought, we'll stick them in an expensive place in Chelsea. Why not? <laughs> Which didn't work out so well. So they got moved to Dagenham. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure it's a demotion, but, you know, and uh, and then they set the house on fire um, because they stored all the fireworks underneath the bed. And um, my uncle thought, like, I'll start lighting some sparklers. And he dropped one into the firework thing. So, so next thing you know, it's July fourth, but inside a tiny house in Dagenham. Yeah. Um, the fireman thinks it's a great idea to, as opposed to just knocking on the door, put an axe through the door. At which point, the dog jumps through the door and attacks him. <laughs> and everyone's just in the street, just going, "Ah, oh, nice, yeah, fireworks." Yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a great time, though. It sounds like they had a really um, enjoyable time. But no, I grew up, I grew up in Upminster, um, and then I moved to Brentwood when I met you, and then I was in Giddy Park, and then my landlord sold the place. So, funnily enough, the right time to do it, um, I boomeranged, I think is the term. Um, and Dad had an operation, and Mum's, you know, she had a bad leg at the time, so... It all worked out kind of well, mm-hmm. but the thing that didn't work out is taking a career break in January. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I'll take three months off, hit the gym, I sort myself out, and then uh, and then they went, ah, oh, yeah, no, everything's shut now. I was like, oh. so I just sort of stared at my bass guitar repeatedly, just going, <laughs> I'll play you today then. 
<laughs> yeah, like so you you just touched on you know you you're a bass player. How, how how did you get into like you know doing like live music? Um, because um, and this is actually what's really funny actually. Hang on, let me just um, so how did I get into it? Because I was at school, it was very um, it was very a jock school, mm-hmm. so you had to be good at rugby. And I was very small at school, so I wasn't good at rugby. Like they used to play me as prop, even though I weighed like ten pounds wet. And um, and so you find your neat, you find your group, don't you? So I, I found the music room crew, and so we had this little band called Livewire. And somehow we, yeah, just you know, remember doing Matt Men Up, bless him, what a hero. Um, we did Killing of the Name, Killing of the Name of, um, in front of uh, our headmaster and school priest. So that went really well. Um, for a, I don't even know how that situation came around. I think it was like some kind of, I don't know, like sort of show you could have a skill type thing. So we all rocked up. None of us knew the song. Or we knew that Matt could, you know, rap the song. Yeah. Uh, it was really bad. And uh, yeah, from there, so I was in a little band called Phase 4 originally. Mm-hmm. With Dave and Danny, who's my drummer and guitarist, um, and then yeah, and so I, I then yeah, so so we worked through that, and then didn't really work out. No like dramas or anything. Um, just I went to a different college, yeah. and the guy stayed in school, so you just fall out of touch. And then uh, yeah, so. I think the first time I remember playing like live in front of people on my own was my birthday, and I played in um, oh, what's the um, is it the Golden Line in Romford? Yeah. So yeah, upstairs so, yeah. bit. Yeah. So you could rent that out, and we did that, and then sure enough, like just I don't know. I, I think I mean I'm not good. I know I'm not good, but I enjoy it. And I think that the passion, and, and to be honest, with this band I've got right now, they're, they're amazing guys, just the nicest people, um, like real connection. So, so yeah, but the weird thing is we were all taught by the same guitar teacher, even though we were in different schools. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> so, sort of like, you know the Spider-Man meme where you're pointing at each other? Yeah. It's like four of us doing that. <laughs> What's going on? Is that going to be your first album cover? Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think we need to record something like, like properly first, but obviously with everything going on, you can't. But, um, yeah, no. <laughs> actually, no, this is a true story. So um, I don't know why I keep saying that. So we started the band, start of the year. Yep. I'll talk you through our journey as a band. So in, in March, uh, Danny, the drummer, got covid Oh wow! Yep. I broke two ribs and did my AC in my shoulder in April. Then um, Dave Dave hurt his shoulder, so he couldn't play, even though we couldn't play anywhere anyway. And then our drummer's recently topped it off. Uh, sorry, our singer's recently topped it off by getting something called a um, uh, was it a, a flexor? issue like in his finger and he ended up in hospital and he died what yeah what's it called uh, a sheath flexor a flexor sheath infection so basically it's like your finger gets this sort of pocket 
of like infection. Yeah. So yeah, so to be honest, I'm kind of thinking the band started all of this, and it's all our all our fault for everything. Seems like you're cursed more than anything. That, I can't. That, I'm just mind blown. You died of a finger infection. Yeah. Well, no. He, he, so yeah. So um, he went in one day, and the the hospital said, um, and I, I hospitals are amazing. The NHS are amazing. Um, I said, oh, I think it's an infection. Needs some antibiotics. And he sent me a picture the next day, and I was just like, that's not like happen. Hmm. And then sure enough, he went back and then he got rushed off to Brainfield in Chelmsford, and he spent three days there. Getting woken up every hour, getting pumped full of stuff. Bless him. <laughs> the thing is, he's hard because he's like a plumber, so like he's used to getting cuts and nicks and yeah. things on his hand. And uh, yeah, he was just like, it's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. So, if you find yourself with a swollen finger, get it checked out. I can't believe he died. He didn't die. I thought he said he died. He nearly did. Huh? <laughs> He nearly did. He didn't oh. die. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking, like, <laughs> what? yeah, he topped it off and he died. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't remove his finger and then die. Because <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme reaction. To be fair, if you've got a swollen finger, it's a meat leaper and go. Well, it's either you or me. Whoops. <laughs> Man, I, I don't even know what I heard there. I literally made him like, what? <laughs> no, he's, he's fine, he's safe. We're very happy. He's, he's all good. So we would have um, to do a memorial gig there. So we... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we could cut off his finger in the show and be like, hey, you know, uh, so <laughs> let's, let's bury it for you. Well, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so, so what I was saying is, if you've got a weird finger going on, get yourself checked out. That's important. Look after yourself. <laughs> I don't even know how I heard that. But yeah. Oh, man. Like, because you, you remember, like, um, I can't remember the name of your actual band was, but it just seemed like you guys were just having fun on the uh, the one where we did the Sophie gig uh, at the time. The Life Boys. That's the one, I think it was. Yeah. You, and, uh, then, then you uh, you formed a project with Louise Curtin called the Baby Blues. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, like uh, great voice that girl, ain't she? Like you know, uh... oh, no, she's incredible. Great voice, um, great player as well, actually. Hmm. Um, but no, no, she's great. The video and actually came up uh, the other day. Uh, well, actually, I think it was earlier on today on my Facebook thing saying your memories. It's her playing a uh, Bloodhound Gang on my guitar. <laughs> Yeah, that was a classic one. Yep. There's me rocking the kazoo. <laughs> Man, I miss the kazoo. Man. One day, we, like, we keep saying, like, when this is all over, we're going to do a gig again, so, you know. We uh... will do. And you know what song you need to be playing when we re- reunite? Go on, then. Dig a little no, deeper. No. You know what it is? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Night Elf there. I was thinking... <laughs> Elf's good, but uh, if, if that's not ready to go, I will walk up on stage and I'll deliver a Stone Cold Stunner. I think I think we can make that work anyway, regardless of the song being played or not. You know, uh, <laughs> be like the beer next everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So um, so talk to me more about you. So what's um, what's been going on with your playing and and you know what you've been up to with that? 
because I've not I've not seen any videos in a while. Yeah, no, uh, I've been focusing more on this recently. Um, playing wise, um, I picked up the guitar last night. Had had a little bit of a play. You know, it was a you know still sounding good as anything. I tried doing a together in electric dreams, and I couldn't sing. You know, uh, high enough for like we'll always be together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of thing so um yeah um so so far so good like you know um you know i haven't forgotten anything so that's a good thing i did i did at like, the start of the covid thing i did do a, a little online gig for like 25 minutes or something like that you know just the, all the tunes in you know one um so yeah i did that that was fun uh, a lot of people like that but I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I can't do this every week. People are just going to get sick of me. So that's why I've just left it and never done it again since. Um, well, I, I mean, I think personally, and this is something I said because so I really hit the gym at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think the key thing is not to do anything over the top mm. because of it. Because when it stops, you're not going to have the same motivation. Of course, yeah. It's like then, um, Friday bait. Like, I remember I brought it back and everyone was excited. And then, like... Um, and then, like it just, it just wasn't the same, basically. Like, um, it's it's always fun drawing in general, but like, and then you just kind of see it was like it's basically me doing a gig. You see, like you know, the biggest crowd ever, and just goes down and down and down and down. You know, so you know, it's one of the things like maybe like once a month, once the <laughs> fortnight kind <laughs> of thing. That's when we come when the crowd goes down. Yeah, that's when the <laughs> bar and we're like, oh, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm lucky when I'm doing a gig with you because you usually bring different people who I would usually bring. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you got your friends and family. They'll get me a round of applause like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that guy we don't know. But yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, to be honest, that was the actually I had at the start. And I just think it's a case of it's great having the opportunity to do new things. Mm-hmm. But realistically, the best things happen when we have no opportunity. Yeah. That, that's how I see it. So I know there's like the amount of people that have now added yoga to their surname um, on Instagram and stuff. And, you know, it's great. All good. I'm really happy for anyone exploring something. But uh, for me, the way I work in my brain, I was like, well, I'm not going to get crazy fit or crazy good at something. Mm-hmm. Just so when it's all over, I lose it all. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like I've got a week off work this week, so I'm just debating like, should I join a gym again? You know, kind of thing. Well, because I need to lose the chub anyway. But part of me's scared just in case, like, because the the one I'll probably join is uh, Absolute in Brentwood, which is like down the uh, the, the train oh. estate. Oh, uh, so I, was, I, was I went there with Louise. Oh yeah. yeah she <laughs> busted my ass on the chest press. That girl's strong as hell. <laughs> Man. She, she, yeah, she, she's a, um, she's a mystery one that one. So we we'll have to try and get her on, you know, soon. So, um, but yeah, I remember like, uh, you know, I used to go there quite a bit, and then like, obviously, uh, I, you know, I, I then I just cancelled the membership because you know I just felt like I can't be able to do this anymore. So it's one of the things. Kind of need to motivate myself because I've got you know put on a few pounds since the whole like, lockdown thing. So. And then it's just there, like, you know, I've got this week as well. But, you know, you just got in, kind of got in your head, like, well, I don't know what the COVID precautions are going to be, you know. <laughs> so, you know, do I have to wear, like, a mask around there? Do you, like, does everything get, do you have, like, a sanitizer to sanitize everything afterwards, you know, just to make sure you're safe? It's all them questions in your head. And, like, it's debating about should I do it, you know, or should I just go for a walk? Dude, go for a walk. There's a, I've got a thing called Sweatcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a free app 
and basically the more steps you do you earn these sweat coins but you get like deals for you know random stuff pops up like moisturizers or holidays and things and the more coins you have you can just pay for them with that oh nice that, that's really good I, I, you know I there's no, there's no point joining gym for a week um well, hopefully, I was going to continue on afterwards, of course, but it's just to get started, you know, why I've got the week off kind of thing. You're looking good. You don't need to worry about chub. I'm doing, they can't see me doing the inverted finger comedy. Yeah. thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, yeah, just walk more. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and, and the only thing I ever learned about fitness was just avoid beige food. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> Huh? If you can't stab it, if you can't stab it or grow it, don't have it. <laughs> it reminds me of the symptoms of that. If you're not sure about something, rub it on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> the window to weight gain. <laughs> and then he does it on the wall, doesn't he? And that bird just goes. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where you started wearing the Momo? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm amazed to know that. It's kind of oh, one of my favourite scenes in ever, you know, that part where it goes, press any key. I don't see any key. Who I see is Escatol and Big Up. Oh, <laughs> all this work with computer hackers making me thirsty. I think I'll order a tab. <laughs> Just like... See, normally at that time of the day, I'd be watching Sliders, 6 o'clock, Channel 2. Sliders was no. well, what do you, uh, do you remember, you know, this is me talking age now, myself, Back in the day when it was like every every Friday, you had uh, the Simpsons double bill followed up by Robot Wars on che- uh, Channel Two. <laughs> Those were the days. What was the what was the one? Um, the one that just destroyed everything. Razor no disc was, or Razor? Razor, Razor was yeah. the one that used to crushing the. What a show! And then che- and then by Tornado cheated against them, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Put, right, a giant, put a giant frame around it. Let's bring this beef back, right? Mm. <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring it up on your twits. Yeah. Find them. Find them. Bloody tornado, right? Put this frame around it so it couldn't get, Razor couldn't get to it. Most genius plan ever because, you know, no one else had done that before. So Tornado become the world champions because they could beat Razor. Well, essentially all they did was just drive into it and he couldn't do anything. Well, it was like this giant frame, like because tornado was like a box, right? So imagine this box here, right? Uh, it's a Nintendo Switch light box, um, and <laughs> basically a massive like uh, like thing round it like that, and then like obviously it had like nothing in between. So like yeah. razor, you know, razor was just genius. But no, sorry, tornado was just a ge- well the thing was just a genius because razor couldn't get to him. Tell you what, if you're on the Switch, highly recommend Splatoon 2 mm-hmm. and Undertale. Sounds like a plan. And obviously Mario Kart. Uh, I love, like, you know, you see that Mario Kart is great. <laughs> She's evil. I don't know how she came up with the game plan. So basically, what she does is the second she sees a blue shell when she's mm-hmm. in the lead, she breaks as hard as possible so you overtake her and you get done. And? And then you just see her go off. On Toad, on a little Vespa, just living, <laughs> living his little best life. <laughs> and all you can see is this little mushroom head idiot going, bye! I was heartbroken when my friends turned around to me and were like, you know, why are you playing this Donkey Kong? Because, you know, he, you know, his cart weighs down the things. Like, Do not badmouth Donkey Kong, man's greatest <laughs> Nintendo character, right? Yeah, like, and 
they're saying, oh, he just slows things down. He probably does, but still, he's a badass character. When, when he's got momentum, he's laughing. Hmm. But do you know his name is not Donkey Kong? Go on, what's his name? Monkey Kong. Is it? So there's an album by the band A, mm-hmm. which... Uh, we got skin! <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. And they've got an album called A versus Monkey Kong. Oh, yep. And it's that the guy that translated it from Japanese got it wrong. Because <laughs> he's a monkey, so yeah. it'd be Monkey Kong. So all these years, you've been calling him Donkey Kong, but he's actually Monkey Kong. <laughs> we all look stupid now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's it stuck. And he's chucking out barrels and you know trying to kill Mario for some reason. Cause he doesn't like plumbers. I don't know. They've recently kindled, you know, rekindled the friendship, you know, like, oh, it's just a bit of bands, weren't it, Mario? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm not growing, too... up, growing up as lads. Yeah. I'm not too sure of the game where you become, like, you know, uh, like a good guy. I think, I think something like to do, like, on the Super Mario Brothers where he comes in at the end or something helps out Mario. I can't, I don't know the actual origin story there, but we got well, the world's greatest game out of Donkey Kong, of Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Nothing, e- nothing ever beats that game. Classic game. Um, I remember going around to my friends just to just to watch him play. He mm. wouldn't let me play, <laughs> but I used to sit there watching him play. But I mean, I remember at the time the graphics. You were thinking, "This is insane. <laughs> this is like real life." Yeah. But I thought the same about Virtua Fighter when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> like with the square shoulders and stuff I was like oh my god this is so realistic oh my god yeah, but what's it called on the Playstation t- uh, today uh, what, uh, can is can edit the one that was bully for the Rockstar game and you kind of sit there and you play and you go like, wait I used to play games with these kind of graphics this is insane yeah yeah well uh, uh, my friend um, used to work for the BBFC mm-hmm. and he actually has a bully uh, cricket jumper Nice. Yeah, he went to the Rockstar thing for the launch of it, mm-hmm. and I gave him loads of free stuff, and he's got a cricket jumper with the the school logo on. That's incredible! Like all I remember, was, all I remember from that game was hiding in bins. Yeah, when a prefect's coming around, like some kind of trash panda, <laughs> <laughs> just jump in there because, <laughs> because they're not going to see you jump in a bin, are they? Oh, I got a great idea. What should we do? We'll hide in a bin. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the wedgie was going to be bad, but you know what I'd rather do is just be in bin juice. <laughs> I'm, I'm joining Team Bin Juice. James Haskell's calling. I'm in there. I've got my little trash can lid hat on. Did you? Did you ever have to do that when you were a part of the musicians at school? No, luckily, but I did once steal a um, spring clear peach from the canteen. Right, I've got the police on the phone right now. That's 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 highly illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah, no. So no, the, the music room during breaks was very much just us. There was there was no danger. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. We were away <laughs> from your teachers, so we were safe. <laughs> I always remember my school. We, it was just, it was a school that basically it, it was just there to fail. I went to Headley Water, 
which went on to becoming uh, Sawyer's Hall College. Uh, we went into special measures. We, uh, <laughs> like, you know, they told us about, like, you know, we're having, like, this Ofsted, like, you know, um, thing happening. They sent all the letters out to our parents so they all knew. And then, like, what they do, they tell the, t- the kids. And then, so the kids are like, wait, we've got inspectors around this week. They set off a fire alarm every five minutes. And, uh, See, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because that's so weird. Like, why why did Ofsted tell you when they visit? Because the teachers would just do the same lesson four times a week. Mm. So when they rocked up, they'd be like, oh, they must know what they're doing. And he'd be like, I'm really bored of trigonometry now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was awful at school. I was the worst. I was just so bad at school. I just didn't understand why I had to be there. I just didn't fit the, the fit the mould. Um, I remember getting predicted all these on everything. Yeah. And uh, my, my form tutor, who I was in DT class, he actually put me in detention for a month <laughs> just so he could make sure I did my work for his subject. <laughs> Blows my mind. I, I can't imagine you being like that, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> and this is... I, I've never been in an exam for more than half an hour. Oh, right. So I'd get to, I'd literally, if because if, you, you used to have a half hour to leave, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why that was a rule. And then I'd research the fact that if someone does a joker to themselves that you'll get A's. And I was thinking, is anyone going to do it? But um, yeah, I remember sitting there for an hour, staring at the clock in the hope I could make it go quicker. Yeah, I think we all did that. Staring at the, the minute hand going, I can make you move. I can make you move. Yeah. Oh, I was awful. Absolutely awful. We're all like Magneto from X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, bless him. I don't think he went to school. No. He was a uh, Holocaust survivor. I'm sure he learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I was, I, was, I was awful at school. Worst. Just the point where... Dave's little brother mm-hmm. went to a physics lesson. They went, don't be a Fitzgerald or a butler. Wow. <laughs> Man, like, it's just mind-blowing, because like, I always always say, like, you know, um, the, you know well, I got, I got like, you know, the same grades as that. I got E for excellent, D for damn good, uh, G yeah. for great. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I got a U in English once, so, uh, you know, it's a U for understandable. Um <laughs> You know, you kind of think to yourself, well, you know, I don't want an A for average. <laughs> and like, you know, I've I got a C in French, so, you know, I've got you in English, C in French, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's because he learned how to ask for a book in the bibliotheque. I know, uh, my, 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 my French was uh, on form, you know, uh, you just have to say a few things and next thing you know, you perfected the language. But I, I can still part remember part of my speech today. It's my VUA situated down the side of the Longleterre. So, you know, I've got that. <laughs> so if I've ever lost in France uh, and say my village is uh, located in the southeast of England, uh, they might be able to direct me to England. So, uh, you know. <laughs> just whack you on a boat. Yep. <laughs> this is your boat. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, uh, over, uh, road is do- over there is Dover. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> See, we did Latin. Oh, yeah. I'm old. Um, of course, you must be Catholic. Yes, Roman Catholic school. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think the best thing, and this is probably one of my favourite memories to my day, was um, 
in Latin you learn about the gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, when I, when I took it at A level, that was a DOS subject, and I knew it was. But I just wanted to sit around just doing nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember in Latin, uh, lovely guy, guy named Chris. Um, <laughs> I remember was uh, we had to do a test, mm-hmm. and the quest the question was, what is Mars the god of? Yep. He, he took it as the Mars catchphrase at the time. <laughs> work, <rest and> play. <laughs> so I wrote down work, rest and play. I just remember thinking, <laughs> it's brilliant, but also hilarious. <laughs> Man. There, are some, there are some funny stories about exams, aren't there? Like, I remember one guy, he got uh, on, on SATs, in fact, he got um, uh, NNN. Uh, instead of like because it was in numbers and he was there going to the teacher going but miss I got one right I've got, I've got to put down the fire was hot and she was there yeah. like yeah um, you have to get more than one question right to you know <laughs> well now knowing a head teacher I didn't realise this thing but it was mentioned already one I think about two years ago you know when the teachers like roll around where you're doing your exams yeah you know, they have, a, they have like a game where they stand by the person they think is the stupidest. Mm-hmm. And they just stand by them and go, yeah, this is the one I've picked. How horrendous is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine, imagine that kid coming over that day like, how do your exam go? That was all right. The teacher stood next to me the whole time. That, 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 that person gets on the phone straight away. Like, how dare you call my son dumb? Well, it's, 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 it's like the thing they do in um, airlines. They call it crop dusting. So basically, when you go past someone you don't like, you, let's say, unveil some wind towards them. <laughs> so what they do is they walk up and down the aisle and just unleash the demon when, you know, when they're with someone they don't like. I've, I've been quite fortunate so far. <laughs> you see, no, that's because you're a lovely guy. I, I doubt you'd ever upset someone in a public situation. I don't really see you as the sort of person that would be, you know, causing issues. Oh, you know, hopefully I don't. I remember once being on a plane. Uh, we were coming back from Spain last year. And it's the only time like, I've ever had a problem on a plane. It was basically uh, this guy, uh, as soon as the plane took off, he just stood up and just passed out and landed on this like old lady who had already had an arm broken. And oh. then, like, just... Yeah, you're sitting on this plane for two hours and like all hell's breaking loose. Like you just saw, like the uh, airline people get up and like press the button for more help or whatever, and like they they run over and I remember like what happened was like they just threw this guy in the toilet <laughs> at the front of the plane. So like because that's what they used to do. They used yeah. to just like, stick you in the toilet and lock you in there. Because and then what I did is they they they, they gave him a can of Pepsi afterwards because he might have been diabetic. I'm not too sure, but um, <laughs> and then all I remember is this guy, this like really this this bald angry man, just going to the front of the plane, having a go at the staff, going like, "You hit me on the arm, no 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 no," things like that. And they're like, "I'm gonna sue you." And it was just the most awkward flight ever. I was just like, I can't wait for this flight to be over. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest plane fan. I mean, mm. I couldn't deal with them. Um, but um, I remember we uh, we went to go to, I think it's Portugal. And I just put my headphones in 
closed my eyes, you know, zoned out. Mm-hmm. And so after two and a half hours, sort of take my headphones out and look down and go, oh, that looks like Stansted. And everyone was like, yeah, he's Stansted. We've just been flying around in a circle for two and a half hours because there's an issue with the engines. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, so are we not in Portugal? Could I? No, it's still raining. Can you not tell? It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably woke up like, perfect timing. Why the fuck is it raining? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, but no, yeah, so, yeah, but planes, planes are good, though, that, that they get us places, I think, if they're real, though. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, like, you know, he's always put my mind at ease, because he said, like, you do realise it's a lot, you know, safer travelling on a plane than it is in a car, you know, because, like, you know, I'd feel like, you know, flying, you know, is a bit scary, but I went, I went to his wedding in America once, and, uh, he he was absolutely mind blown by my my decisions of basically he his uh, parents and cousin went to uh, New York. But I was like, nope, staying away from New York. I'm going straight to like you know Washington or wherever because you know you had to get a connecting flight to Columbus. So you know, so I've stopped off at Washington, and uh, <laughs> and then like perfect weather and things like that, or whatever. Uh, and then um, I've got I've got there like hey doing bro you know he's like you know on the other side of the planet like I saw you just you know a couple of days ago even though in the UK or whatever and then like we hugged and everything and then like <laughs> it turned out his mum dad cousin and sister have been delayed for three hours because of terrible weather in New York so they're like get in <laughs> right choice yeah follow stomach. Follow, follow your beliefs. And he, he laughed at me because they're like, for once in my life, Matthew, I'm absolutely mind blown by your decision to go to Washington. And they're like, just genius, aren't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. You are. Um, this is true. No, man, I, I've never been to America. No? I've been to Russia. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell oh. you a funny story. Uh, last time I come back from America. So it was last year... Yeah, last year, uh, around this time, um, and I've come back and uh, from from America, and um, so literally on the plane back, trying to get some sleep, can't sleep on planes at all. The media on my plane TV isn't working, so I'm basically screwed. Uh, so I've I've landed, uh, and then guess what happened? They lost your luggage. No, I had to go straight to work. No, no sleep, whatever. Basically, just ran upstairs, had a quick shower downstairs. Like, I haven't been asleep for like twenty-four hours, or it might be combined, like a bit combined because American times messed up. Um, and then, uh, so um, <laughs> went straight to work. I'm sitting there all day, going, I can't fall asleep on my desk. And like, when they saw me, he's like, "How you doing? Like, had you got much sleep on the plane?" I like, didn't get any. He's like, "Why are you even here?" Didn't have enough holiday to book it off. Um, so I'm just in there. And then, like, the second half of the day was easy because they were like, oh, well, uh, you know, you, you got to you know, help out the new starters. And I was like, sweet. So uh went upstairs and they were like, you're right. I was thinking, I'm really tired right now. So, so we've had two stories now of you training new starters. Where one, you got sent home. The second one, you hadn't slept. Yeah. <laughs> Been a great teacher so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can imagine it now. Hey, hello, this is Matt speaking. Um, just so you know, I won't remember a thing you're saying, but I'll try and put it on the database just so I can see it later. Thank you. 
But uh, they're always really happy when I come back from America at work because I always bring back different M and M's. <laughs> you get the party bags, which are like in weight and like they're, they're caramel ones out there. They're not like the shit ones we got here, the caramel crunch ones. No, they're caramel ones, proper gooey and peanut butter flavored M and M's. They're a game changer. Are they? Yep. Mm, I haven't tried these yet, but I'm not the biggest chocolate fan though. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. But I have had my life changed recently in the sweet game. Go on. Then. Um, D's mum mm-hmm. freezes Haribo. Okay. So it means it like lasts longer. Yeah. And it's chewier. It's a game changer. Any sweets I get now, straight in the fridge. I was going to say, no. do, you like, do you do like putting a drink or something? <laughs> nice, <laughs> like a ice cube. Although I, although, although I will share um, one of my favourite things in the world, which will make you feel disgusted. So... Get a pint of um, apple and blackcurrant Robinsons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dark chocolate digestives. Mm-hmm. And then you dip them things in. And then they go in. Well, there you go. Like, I've never heard of that, com- <laughs> that combo in my life. <laughs> um, it's a game changer. Uh, and also, the other thing that I do that's weird with food is um, I eat limes, lemons, oranges with their skin on. Why not? It's fruit, isn't it? You have it in Christmas, like puddings. Yeah. So why not just... And also, it means that you don't have to worry about peeling it. That's a good point. This goes straight... You eat, you eat apple skins all the bloody time, so why not, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I get concerned about people that eat grapes without their skins. Like, why are you peeling skins off grapes? Like... <laughs> if you can't handle them at their skin, you don't deserve them at their fruit. Like... It's not like they're going to stick in your teeth or anything. It's a grape. Well, what's your favourite fruit? Um, Nectarine. Yeah, good choice. Personally, Pink Lady Apple fan, a fan myself. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no, that's good. You get that that's fizz, good. and it's really, really good. And, you're like, and it's and it's crunchy enough as well. Especially when you put it in the fridge as well for a bit. <laughs> it's going to sound weird. Like This is me sounding weird now. <laughs> you put it in the freezer. Yeah. Do you know? Do you not put your fruit in the fridge? Well, I do, yeah, but like you know, I'm saying a lot of people don't, so you know, like uh, they have a fruit bowl, don't they? So oh, these are the weirdos that a and I don't mean to offend your audience. These are the people that don't put ketchup in a fridge, and they don't put eggs in a fridge. I don't put ketchup in a fridge myself, so there's <laughs> on the label. Mm-hmm. Keep the fridge. Mm. Man, but yeah, I've, I've, I've let you down. I feel bad. <laughs> just, I, I just don't want to see your stock. I need, and I, I just want to see in your cupboards, just to make sure that you securely screwed your herbs <laughs> to make sure they don't go off. Um, hopefully, you have a herb rack. I could be wrong, but uh, oh, I don't know. Ketchup out. The, mm. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. We'll, we'll survive. Yeah. We'll survive. We'll get over it. Other people do it, so I can move on. Oh, like a note, we used to bump into each other quite a lot at uh, Progress Wrestling shows. We did? Yeah. yeah. Used to be like every uh, month, I'd be like, oh, mate, you know, we have a little brief chat, you know, at the bar well, or whatever, and then maybe right. sometime get the train a bit back, and then... Yeah, no, I used to have a season ticket, so, um, yeah, but, I did, you know, we'll, we'll leave Progress where it is with everything going on. <laughs> when the government get involved, that's when you need... 
you had a bit of a disaster story anyway, didn't you? Like, you know, there, so, well. Well, it would have been a disaster if someone reacted. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, she didn't. But no, you know, it was good times. Enjoyed it. Um, but it's a different game now. And um, they got bought out. So it was clear to see. A bit like Goldfinger's second album. Um, <laughs> you knew they'd sold out. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting perspective. <laughs> it's like such an interesting, like you know, way to describe you know progress wrestling to like you know a pop punk fan or a ska fan. <laughs> the second they hit Tony Hawk, you knew it was going downhill. You knew. <laughs> you hear Superman. You're like, nope, <laughs> they've sold out. Fuck you, Goldfinger. <laughs> There's no, there's no more gold leaf on your CDs. They do a banging version of 99 Red Balloons, though. So, <laughs> and, and they do the German verse as well, which is exactly cool. like this multiculture, like, you know. <laughs> we try, we try. But to be fair, one of my favourite bands is Maximum the Hormone, and I can't understand a word they're saying. Um, um, I don't know if you know Maximum the Hormone. I can't say I've heard of them. <laughs> There, I'll send you a link after. They're a Japanese band, yep. and um, they did the theme, like, not theme tune, um, the opening, closing credits for Death Note, okay. the anime. Yep. Um, and they're awesome, and yeah, but I don't mean I know Ningen means human. That's about as much <laughs> as I. Know. That's good enough. <laughs> and I, I mean, considering I've watched 900 episodes of Naruto, you think I'd know more Japanese. But uh, sadly, it's just not gone in. <laughs> well, what, what about Baby Metal? Do you like them? Well, they're like a poor man's maximum the hormone. There you go. Then. I won't uh, let my best mate listen to this. He loves Baby Metal. They're a good band to see live as well, mate. Yeah. And they, are, they are good. I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad. <laughs> but just... Uh, maximum hormone are like... You've got a rapper... Mm-hmm. Like a hardcore metal band and a pop punk band. Yep. And then about every minute, they change what they want to do. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm gonna. It's it's just so confusing, but also so brilliant. It's one of those things that you just like. This is amazing, and then it just changes, and you're like, "What? Hang on, what's happening here? What's going on?" Have you ever been fortunate enough to see them live? I have. I saw them supporting Enter Shikari, and. I don't know how to explain the gig properly. So I was with um, our old auditor, Richard, and my brother, and Rob. And how do I explain this? So Enter Shikari, I don't know if you've heard of Hertfordshire Hardcore. I know who Enter Shikari are. Uh, like, Take to the Skies is one of my like, favourite albums. So yeah. Cool. So they're fans uh, from like St Albans and Hartford mm-hmm. and with Hertfordshire Hardcore. And not going to lie... They wear things like cricket jumpers and stuff because that's part of the scene. <laughs> yep. I've never seen someone headbutt someone in the back of the head and fall over and be unconscious before. Like so, basically, there was like five of us watching into um, watching Maximum the Hormone, and they did the whole wall thing. And they thought, "Oh, let's get involved." We don't really know what's going on. We've never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story too before it, it's the last gig they did before it closed. Yep. And. Yeah, so like, we're not small people, you've seen me. And uh, yeah, all I remember was this, this this poor young lad 
running at my brother. And it was like watching Rey Mysterio try and cross-body Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And he just jumped across him, wiped his head on the back of Paul's head, and he's just dead. And we're like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> and this poor little kid got dragged off, much like with Dave Reed when I pulled behind the hedge. Um, and he's just like, and we're like, oh, this isn't good. And then like, yeah, they still came back for more though. It was quite funny. It was like watching something from Lord of the Rings, you know, the Ents mm. step up, start whacking people away. Uh, yeah, and we left after um, we saw one song in Shikari and realised it's not really, they're not bad at all. I think mm. they're very talented. It's just not really our thing, so we so we sort of cleared off. Yeah, we did that because we we heard the band, the King Blues, were playing with Enchikari, and it was the first time they'd been back in a few years, and my mate really loved them, so uh, we ended up seeing like them, and then just kind of like you know bailing out afterwards, and just had a night out in London, really. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, you don't have to stay for all the bands, and yeah. I think you know it's it's not a problem. Um, King Blues, what's his name? Itchy. Itch, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. no, not me, I'm afraid. No, Although it was really good on the um, Niz Lopey live album, mm. but that's got now. That's what I've deleted it. He's a very, very, very political guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I'm fine with people being political. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I say they delete, delete the album, though, which is sad. I hate it when Spotify do that. It's not fair. Well, well, I, pay for, well, I pay for it. Yeah. Why have you just, just deleted albums? <laughs> so, come on. Have you? Yeah, I... <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> what, what, what's, what's your most memorable gig story then you got? Memorable gig story. Um... Seems like something happens every time you go to a gig or just any, anywhere. Like you... Life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, most memorable gig story. Um, let's think about it. You can um, tell a few if you want. <laughs> saw, saw the um, saw anti flag at the 100 Club. Oh, yep. And that was a bit, and back then I was um, I'm much more built than I am now because I was young. And um, my friend used to call me, what did he call me? He used to call me like guns. And basically he'd point and be like, guns, I don't like this person in the mosh pit. You need to get rid of them. And so I just asked people to randomly, like, do you want to go crowd surf and just throw them? <laughs> That's a very interesting way of getting rid of someone. So they'd be like, yeah, crowd surf, crowd surf, crowd surf. They'd be like, Wah! and I'd just be like, Whoosh! see you later. Um, uh, that was good. Um, I got my arm caught in a barrier at Green Day when I was 14. Uh, and the, the person was ignoring me, the, the bouncer. And I was just stuck with my arm for about half an hour, caught in the gate. <laughs> I couldn't move. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, watching your Wilhelm Scream, which are an awesome band. Yeah, I've seen like. them live. I saw them at uh, Reading, and uh, I just went into like the lockdown tent, as it was called, or the pit, whatever it was called, and just like uh, remember seeing them live and coming out, going, "They were really good," <laughs> you know, because you kind of just, you know feel like I got to kill some time, you know. I'll, I'll go see this band, you know, seem like fun, so I did, and yeah, they put on a really good show. Yeah, I think my my first major gig was Bush at the um, at Brixton. And all I remember was we were watching because we were kids, like we were 15, 16, and Dad had taken us out there. I think it was like our first real big gig. Um, so we're sitting there in the, the seating up at the top. And then I remember this shoe flying at the, the, the bass guitarist's head. 
and uh, we were like, that's a bit weird. How'd that happen? And it very barely missed it. And it turned out it was my brother's friend that threw it. <laughs> because he didn't like the fact that the, the, the bass player from Bush had been in a band previously that wrote a song called Detachable Penis. <laughs> I'm not joking. If you if you YouTube detachable penis, that's the bass player from Bush playing bass. <laughs> and it's like one of the worst songs I've ever heard. But basically, someone was crowd surfing. The shoe came off, and he just thought, you know what? Here's my time. My time is now. And just <laughs> just lost it. I, yeah. I always remember at Reading Festival, it was the, my first one I went to, and this guy turns around to my brother's mate and, go, and uh, another one goes, Hey, lads, I want to crowd surf, can you help me out? And then like we got the warning or whatever. I didn't tell the person in front of me because I didn't know who they were. So basically, uh, all you've seen is this guy, he was quite a big guy as well, he was probably bigger than me at the time. And uh, I've gone like, oh, basically powerbombing the poor bastard. And into these two, like these two guys or whatever. And I've helped him up. He's you all right, mate? He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And he just turns around to the two people in front. And he goes, push him. Why didn't you catch me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Reading is just mental. Like, I remember just sitting there and when bottles of yellow liquid start flying around yep that's when I'm out there <laughs> I don't need your stank on me I remember this guy once getting hit in the head with a plastic bottle he literally caught him there on the temple area and literally like just blood it was a plastic bottle you're like what how did that happen yeah. and they were like mate you're bleeding pretty bad he goes am I oh shit I am yeah and then they just basically opened the gate for him he got to go to the medics <laughs> just get a plaster put on his head go on bang in there you go yeah, we, we um, it must have been the year rating of senior playing. We we lost a friend at Reading, and uh, we had a nickname for him, uh, which was Ugmo. And we got to the police tent, and we're like, we're seriously concerned. This guy's been missing for like eighteen hours. We don't know what's gone on. Hmm. He might be checking on or whatever. And they went, "What's his name then?" And we just looked at them like, "What." They're like, what's his name? They were like, uh... And so they're like, well, if you don't know their name, we can't help you. But then we got ejected out right by the side of the stage when Prodigy were playing. So, so it was win-win. We got a great view straight into, straight into the front. <laughs> yeah, well, bad. Thanks, Yeah, no, and yeah, that, that was the same year that... Um, we we <laughs> okay. I don't want too many of my stories to involve alcohol, but um, you know those like showers you can get from Millets. Mm-hmm. So like little fourteen liter boxes yeah. with the little at the bottom. So we went to um, Cash and Carry and filled it with we used to call it Kermit juice. So we filled it with vodka, blue carousel, and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. The whole thing it was really full up, and uh, my friend. <laughs> Um, got a bit on it and he was loving his life and um, it was really bizarre because he was pouring it over himself and like random girls licking it off him he's a very good looking dude um, <laughs> <Thank God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. He, he was just giving it the bowling for soup uh, uh, measure no uh, so so what happened was 
um my friend jason got really like he was like right i want some of this and so you know weddings attached to the thames right yep so jason grabbed it and then dove into the thames so he could drink it without anyone getting any <laughs> that's dedication <laughs> And the weirdest thing is, we're like, no, you need to get out of there. And he's like, no, no, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, I'm drinking. Oh, bless him, he's such a lovely guy. Um, and then some random bloke on those riverboats was like, do you guys fancy beer? And like, we're all in the water trying to fight this thing off him, like looking like weirdos. I remember I had this horrendous bleach blonde hair. Yeah. I looked like a light bulb because I hadn't washed in four days. And uh, this guy's like, come on my boat and we came in and it was so weird so there's this guy and he's like he, he, he was obviously a successful man and there's just four women in bikinis just sitting in his little riverboat with him <laughs> so we sat there for like an hour just trying to work out what's going on are we being kidnapped do we have to pay for their time and it was yeah it was uh, it was funny times but yeah I just never forget that Jason's grabbing it and running for the, the river and it wasn't a short run it was a, it was it was a good maybe 800 metres to get to there <laughs> so the we chased, yeah so we chased him through the car park and all sorts and he's just like no it's man and just jumped in uh, bless I kind of want some of this Kermit juice now <laughs> Honestly, I think they called it a, um, it's not a woo-woo, but um, yeah, so Blue Carousel, Vodka, and Red Bull. Done. We'll have to do it sometime. <laughs> and you'll be living your best life, trust me. <laughs> that has to be sugar-free Red Bull. I don't drink sugary ones. <laughs> it won't change. As long as it's green, mm-hmm. you know it's good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> have you had a good time today being on this? Oh no, it's been an absolute pleasure, and to be honest, it's been way too long since we spoke. So, um, so yeah. So when this is all done, we'll sort that gig out. Of course, that sounds good. If I have to host it in my garden, we yeah. have to sit eight away from each other. We'll, we'll sort something out. Well, what we'll do is we'll get you on, uh, like, to tell a funny Christmas story nearer to the time, and uh, as well. And uh, so, what we'll do is uh, we'll make that happen. The only Christmas story I have is the time that I came downstairs to find Dad wrapping the skeleton strip. And then he said it was from Father Christmas. Well, that sounds heartbreaking. <laughs> I was devastated. Jaguar X330 and the Ferrari F40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How comes I can't remember what I had for breakfast? But I can remember that. Oh, I need I need more therapy. Mate, Scale Electrics <laughs> was a uh, Scale Electrics was a it was a big like you know uh, thing on all of our lives. So don't you worry about that. Well, we used, to, we used to put ours outside our dog's bed because it used to wind him up because it's it the first one with lights and noise. Yeah. He's just sitting trying to grab it. Yeah, I remember it was, it was a fun game. It was. So when you just like completely revved in, straight off the thing. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a pleasure, dude. Um, yeah, I say, look, just any time you want to talk, give me a bell and we'll sort out the ski. Sounds perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Well, hopefully I've not been too dull uh, or depressing. I've laughed a lot in this one, so don't you worry. It's been very, very fun. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Well, shout out to all the Haslam fans. My Has fans. <laughs> Has fans. All six the Has- of them. <laughs> the Has fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's been emotional. But anyway, what I'll do, I'll uh, I'll catch you another time. It's been it's been great. Pleasure, man.
No worries. Take care. Peace out. Have a good one. Just always remember, guys, this has been Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, and I'm Matthew Haslam Hammond, and always remember, ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you, and goodbye.